our guest this morning is Bend Police Chief Mike Kratz is in today. Mike, how are you, sir? Good morning. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Um, lots of different things to talk about. Let's start with the power outage this morning. Did that have any effect with your guys and your services today? Typically, power outages, they impact traffic signals, so poses some sa- traffic safety, and we get those calls, and typically our officers or our community service officers will go assist at intersections, help uh, the flow of traffic, ensure safety until the power comes back on. Okay. So limited impact for us, but it does have an impact on service. Pacific Power is uh, making progress on restoring power throughout Bend this morning, so that's the good news. This morning we've had a story on the Spider Tech. Remind us what that is and where the progress is on that. So Spider Tech is an electronic service. It's a text messaging survey service or, or information service that is operated or implemented through 911 calls or non-emergency calls. And we started that, that program back in April. Uh, really excited about it. We're the first uh, police agency in Oregon to utilize the service. And it is an automated service that provides information back to callers via text message. We've had about 22,000 messages go back out to callers. And we've had of that, uh, a certain percentage is requested to complete a survey. And we've had about 1,100 surveys back um, on our service to the customer. And uh, we're, we're expanding that service now to add additional notifications around crime victim notifications to provide updates to crime victims when police reports are completed, when activity occurs on a case. It will update that crime victim on the next steps and provide additional information for, for instance, victim services, domestic violence victim services, uh, other information sources. And then there is uh, another module that we'll be implementing soon on crash uh, notifications. So it provides basic information back to the callers uh, about when crash information is filled out. That's one of the, it seems easy, but it's difficult to get information from a crash and then for people to know what to do afterwards and how to notify DMV, what reports to fill out. And this gives them information back on some of the basic information. So it's just a source uh, to give people the next steps. And we found it really useful. Our community so far has provided us really great feedback on the tool, um, as well as on the customer service that we're providing. It's a rating up to five, and our average is 4.5 to five. So 90 to 100% on our customer service uh, results. Are these automated replies, or is there an officer at the other end typing? These are all automated replies. It's a really a, an automated system. Once we identify the messages we want to go out, we work with the company uh, who then implements the messages through our 911 system, and it's all automated. Sounds like it's pretty cool. So that's what people want most is give us that open communication, right? Yeah, it's all about information and and knowing what to do next, kind of that follow-up piece. That's one of the, the results or the feedback we have received from the community when we do our biannual surveys is a lack of follow-up or lack of know what to do next. And this was our answer to that of we obviously don't have an officer to sit at the phone and call everyone back and tell them what, to, what, what the results were, what to do next, um, and some of the low-level cases. It's just a way to get information out to people and give them that follow-up piece that they were asking for. We reported uh, over, there was a, a robbery over the weekend of a store that sold sunglasses in the old mill. People just walked in and started taking stuff and drove away, even though an employee was right there trying to, but you know, he's outnumbered three to one. Uh, then we've got uh, had just the uh, chief deputy district attorney in yesterday talking about people getting their mail stolen out of open mailboxes. Uh, I've got a, one of those doorbells that gets reports from the neighborhood. Stuff is getting stolen from people. It's, it's like folks are walking through the neighborhood at night just taking whatever is not tied down. 
from your point of view, what are you seeing out there? Yeah, so we do have an increase on um, that low-level theft. Um, that's one of the area crime categories that we have an increase in. We have a decrease in person crimes, crimes of violence, but we do have an increase in that opportunistic crime. And you know, we've talked about this for the last couple of years around crime prevention, and it's difficult um, for people to always remember that simple things left in the yard may may seem convenient to leave it there, but it also looks like it's a something that someone might want to take in the middle of the night. And we do have that on on the increase. So we always encourage people to remember, lock your doors. This is Bend. I know a lot of people leave their un- doors unlocked. They still do, but uh, both in their house and their car and their shed and their garage, it's really critical to lock doors because those little things make it a bit of a barrier for someone to just walk up, open a door and take something out of a shed or take a wheelbarrow out of the back of the back of the fence. If it's a locked fence, um, the, the sunglass theft is something that we've seen around the country. We've seen on the West coast for years where you have a small group of people who go in and just overwhelm the store, not by force, not by robbery, but just start taking stuff and piling it in. And for a variety of reasons, there's apprehension on the part of the employees, whether it be they're just outnumbered, they're, they're in fear, corporate policies, whatever it is, they don't intervene. Um, and then the call to us isn't, it's such a fast crime. It's you know a minute or two and they're out. So our average response time for those in-progress crimes is about four minutes. So we're, you know, we're a couple minutes behind that. So trying to get there on time um, while it's in, in progress is difficult, but um Groups like that frequently, in fact, this group is someone who is going up and down the West Coast right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've seen uh, information that this group is hitting multiple locations throughout Portland, Seattle, California, that area as well. So it's um, this has been going on for years. Difficult to track these groups. Eventually, they'll get caught and then um, put all the cases together on, on that aggravated theft type case. But uh, so it's a little bit different. But those crimes of uh, opportunity right now are on the rise and it's summer and people are out late. They're walking around um, and it's just another point of encouragement to continue to remind folks to lock your doors. Don't leave valuables, computers, laptops, phones, um, the things that are easy to snatch uh, in your cars, in your front yard at night. And it's similar, uh, although we don't have a lot of trailheads in Bend, but a lot of people will go hiking, they'll go biking, and they just leave their bag or their, their purse or their belongings there because you can't really take it on the trail. Um, and again, we see those uh, as a higher spike in a crime. Yeah. The, it reminds me of the National Safety Council campaign of years ago, drive defensively, right? So the, the load of responsibility is on us. Absolutely. That's, that's, the, that's really where it sits, and unfortunately. Um, it, it's, it's a changing community, it's growth. And with that comes some of these, um, growing city pains in that there is an increase in some of these criminal activities. And, you know, I, I'm still thankful that we live in a very safe community. Um, I talk to people about that all the time is yes, some of our lower level crimes of opportunity are increasing, but overall our violent crime, our person to person crime, um, relatively low, extremely low for a community our size actually. And it's, it's nice to live in a safe community. Speaking of those growing pains, I saw a report last night of the Gresham Police Department that uh, they only investigate shootings now if it's a fatality because they don't have the staff. So staffing problem is still a problem? Staffing problem is a problem nationwide in policing, West Coast in policing. Uh, We are lucky here in that 
We are not as short by ratio as many of those other departments. However, we're still low on staff. Um, and when we're low on staff, we make decisions around how we triage our service. And we decide uh, first, is this a police function? Um, for years, small towns who have remained small just basically are a you call, we come type of police service. Uh, we're not able to do that any longer. We try and focus our resources and our response on, is this really a police issue or is this an issue for another solution? Uh, so we've had to make some of those decisions around how to retriage, how we'll retriage into the future, uh, both in given that short staffing, but also the growth. And we obviously cannot hire police officers fast enough to keep up with the growth of the city. Um, and, and train police officers fast enough to keep up with that growth. So we make decisions around triaging as well and what calls we will and won't go to. Uh, any, uh, can you give me an insight on how that would work, any particular level of crime? Yeah, it's generally, uh, if it's crime, we're going to go. Um, I think what traditionally we've received a lot of calls for service that are not criminal related and not really police related, but people are looking for someone to solve something and we're good at solving things. That's what we do. We're problem solvers. And um, I always use the phrase that we are typically can fix a problem in 20 minutes. And if we can't, it's more than what we're capable of doing typically. Um, and, and some of our problem fixes are band-aids. It's not a long-term solution mm -hmm. because we're there to kind of fix it right then, ensure safety, reduce any volatility, and then move on. But um, some of the things that we've really taken a hard look at is, for instance, response around persons in crisis where there is no crime, there is no really police intervention that's going to change the situation. The person's not in danger. They're not causing a danger for anyone else. So really, they're not doing anything that is illegal, that is anything a police officer is going to take action on. And is that the best use of our time to show up, engage for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour for no outcome? Or will we better served by utilizing our partners in the mental health industry and Deschutes County Behavioral Health and some of those services? It sounds like it's going to be an ongoing evaluation process. Absolutely. All right. And Police Chief Mike Krantz, my guest today. Mike, great to see you. Thank you. Good to see you. Thanks very much for coming in today. FM News 100, 1110 KBND. Good morning.